Hello, my name is Steve Wignall. I am a program associate with the NCMN at UNL, which is part of our physics department. And today I'd like to spend some time with you talking about the subject of nanotechnology. In this presentation today, you will learn about this topic and conduct an activity related to this subject that you can do at home and hopefully have a good learning experience from. Thanks and have a great time. So what is nanotechnology? Today I'm going to try and answer that with three questions. How is nanotechnology new? What can nanotechnology do? And do you care about nanotechnology? You may not care about it now, but I'm hoping by the end that you will at least a little. First and foremost, nanotechnology is a question of size. The nano in technology comes from the unit of distance called the nanometer, or one billionth of a meter. A person is about a meter or two in size. One one thousandth of that size is a millimeter, which is about the thickness of a credit card. One one thousandth of that size is called a micrometer, which is about the thickness of a red blood cell. One one thousandth of that size is called a nanometer, and that's about the thickness of one strand of DNA, the materials inside our cells that make us who we are. The reason that size scale, sometimes called the nanoscale, is so important is that at that scale we are dealing with objects that are only a few atoms across. I'm sure most of you have heard of atoms before. They are the building blocks that everything in the universe is made of. You'll often see them drawn like this, but that's not the only way to draw them, or the only way to think about them. You could also draw them like this, with a very tiny nucleus at the middle, and a big cloud of electrons on the outside. I like to think of them like this, as tiny storm of energy constantly swirling around. But however you think of them, or even if you never think of them, they're there, and everything is made of them. Atoms like to get together with one another and make these things we call molecules, geometric arrangements of atoms. And it's the arrangement of those atoms that determine what the material is and how it behaves. Now that's not new science. We've known all about atoms and molecules for more than a hundred years. What's new is that we're gaining the ability to do something about it. That's the first thing that's new about nanotechnology, the creation of new materials. Sometimes that means putting together new molecules, like the picture on the left, which is called a carbon nanotube. That's a cylinder of carbon atoms, and it has some really cool properties like being super strong and a good conductor. Other times it just means breaking materials down into really small pieces, like the picture on the right. Those vials contain little particles of semiconductors, which we call quantum dots. What's interesting is that all the vials contain the exact same material. The only difference is the size of the chunks. That changing size can create a changing property, in this case color. But that's not the only thing that's new. 
The second thing that's new about nanotechnology is the development of some new tools for viewing and manipulating really small stuff. On the left is a picture of a thing called a scanning tunneling microscope, a device that has been used to move individual atoms at one time. The device on the right is the tip of what's called an atomic force microscope, a tool that makes pictures of things by feeling its way around. These are two of the many new tools that scientists have created for imaging and controlling things on a very small scale. The third thing that's new about nanotechnology is the development of some new ideas about what's possible. The picture on the left here is a structure called ATP synthesis. It is the thing inside of our cells that makes the fuel that cells burn. It turns out that it works a lot like a motor or a generator. The green part on the top rotates around and pumps out the fuel. This was a big surprise when scientists found it because it showed that tiny things like the parts of a cell can work in the same way big things like machines work. And that led people to think about things in a different way. A similar thing is happening with DNA. DNA is a series of little molecules called bases. There's only four of them. And every organism from mushrooms to mastodons has a unique code made up of these bases. That's not all that's different from the way computers work, using large sequences of small numbers of different units. So for the first time, people who think about how computers work are talking to people who think about how DNA works, and that's new too. And the most important idea is really the simplest one. Small things behave differently than big things. You can see this picture with the tiny beads of water are standing like balls on this leaf. Now that doesn't happen with buckets of water, but with just tiny drops. Small things behave differently than big things, and that's important because we are using the behavior of small things to tackle some really big problems. I'm going to tell you about just a few. One of the biggest problems in the world is water. There are lots of places on earth where people don't have enough fresh water. Now there's plenty of water on earth, but we can't drink most of it because it's salty. There are a group of engineers trying to use some of these new materials to make cheaper and more effective filters to take the salt out of the water so that someday we might be able to build a simple filter where you can pour your seawater in the top and drinking water comes out the bottom. That would be a really big deal. There's also a lot of people using these new technologies to tackle the problem of alternate energies. One approach is to try and make sure you can have better solar panels, which take energy from the sun and turn it into electricity. We have panels that do this today, and they work really well, but they cost too much to make. If we could make them cheaper, a lot more people would be able to use them. Another approach is to try and find better ways of moving electricity from place to place. Right now, the wires we use for moving power are loose, losing a lot of their power along the way. 
if we could find a material that did a better job, we wouldn't have to make as much power in the first place, and that would be a really big deal too. Nanotechnology is always playing a big role in the way we diagnose and treat disease. The important functions of living things all happen on a really small scale, and if we can better understand exactly how those things occur, we might be able to make new kinds of medicines. People are using new materials to try and improve things like the MRI, which can take pictures of the inside of people's bodies and are using tiny pieces of gold to try and detect and treat diseases like cancer. People are also working on super small size scales to try and change the way we process information too. The switches inside of a modern computer chip are already nano size and people are trying to make them even smaller. The fastest computers in the world like this one at NASA still takes up a whole room and we use them to try and simulate very tricky problems like how burning fossil fuels warms up the planet. The smaller we can make the computer chips, the better we can try and model those problems, which helps us to think of solutions before it's too late. Some people are even trying to make computer chips in a totally different way, one that uses light instead of electricity, so they might use very little power. That would be a really big deal too. So for the last question, do I care? This is a question that is totally up to you. I think Douglas Mulhall stated this in a way that makes you think. The future of nanotechnology is potentially boundless if we can avoid the pitfall. Some of the items that exist today were a topic of science fiction a decade ago. So whether it's good or bad, that lies up to you. And so that's the short answer to my original question and the thought I'd like to leave you with. What is nanotechnology? It's the future, and like the future, it's coming, whether you are ready for it or not. So think about what kinds of future you want, because we will be part of what kind of future we share. Thank you.